Hey guys, welcome back to D&G Discussions, the podcast where we talk about all your animation needs. Uh, it's Richard. And Jack. Uh, hi Jack. Hi. Um, I'm alright. You? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so onward, onward. The, the film that we're talking about today. Um, onward. Oof. Yeah. Onward. And we... Onward came out just for contact for people just before... Quarantine. Lockdown here in the UK. Like, quarantine here in the UK. Um, so, I think it came out... I think it was in the cinemas for, like, two weeks. Yeah. Then lockdown happened. And I didn't get to see it. Yeah, neither did I. And I, I think we were intending to, but you had to self-quarantine... Yeah. Self-isolate, sorry. I had to self-isolate the day that I was supposed to go and see it. Yeah. And Which, really sad. <laughs> which upsets the hell out of me. Because like, it's so good. Yeah, and it's it, it. I don't think it went into one of those watch early on TV no. films that some films did. So it just kind of sat in limbo. And I think now that some cinemas are reopening... It's back in cinemas, but also you can is. buy it yeah. on DVD. Um, but I totally understand why they have it back in cinema, because, you know, they only had, like, two weeks to shine. But I, I think they would have done well with it if they would have released it early online, too. Because didn't... What yeah, was it? I've... Trolls World Tour? That, oh, that, that, that dominated. so well. Yeah, that... <laughs> yeah. Um, of all the films all the to dominate, reasons, like, Trolls World Tour. I haven't seen it, but neither have I. But like, there's part of me that want to see it. But yeah, my only issue it. with it is that it's Illuminations, um, mm. which aren't bad. It's just what what else has Illuminations uh, done? It, is that Despicable, Despicable Me? Despicable Me. <sighs> yeah, the first Despicable Me and the second Despicable Me are alright. They're good films. Every film after that has felt a bit like they've just kind of done the most... They've tried to make the easiest film to make with the most money that could possibly come in from that film, if you get me. Like, yeah. They made Despicable Three knowing that it like it was low effort, but they knew it was going to make box office like records. Like, they knew. And... And it really upsets me, because I learned the other day, although this has been news for a while, I think, that Illuminations and DreamWorks now basically fall under the same banner. Yeah. And that's why the Shrek reboot is being worked on by Illuminations. Honestly, I don't... As long as they don't pull some minion bullshit with the Shrek remake, I think it'll be good. I'm, I'm, I just, I'm remaining I just, hopeful. I just, I, I just don't think they need to make. A no, Shrek they remake. don't need to. The only reason is money because of yeah. memes rebooting Shrek's popularity. If if but it's a follow-on, then sure, I might be here for it's it. It's a series, like uh, it, like yeah. a TV series or like a film series. I don't know. I I think a TV series. Okay, if it's a TV series that follows on. Or it's just a totally new thing that isn't really Shrek at all, then sure, I can probably get behind it. But if it's literally them taking Shrek and tearing it apart <laughs> to make easy money, I'm gonna cry. 
yeah, I, I just don't want them to do a minions thing with Shrek, because that'll just ruin everything. Oh god, they, they, they basically turn Shrek into minions, but all the minions are like donkey's kids. Yeah, it'll be the drunkies. So, oof. That'll be the worst thing that I've ever seen. It would be terrifying. <laughs> um, But yes, moving back on to Onward, so... I saw it about two weeks ago when I first saw it, um, when grades came in for us. Cough. Um, and you saw it, like, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched it I since it, yes. I last watched it. Two days um, ago, and I've watched it twice. Yeah, I watched it three days ago. I, I have the art book. I need to Initial get impressions, book. like, what, what was yours? Oh, it's fantastic it, it is it is brilliant it, yeah i <laughs> i'm struggling to find the right words because i just it spoke to me I, I i ate every single thing they put on the plate in front of me yeah i i, it, I totally agree it was definitely a film yeah. the plot itself i could strongly relate to uh for reasons but I think it's a film that everyone can relate to because yeah. it is very much... Uh, I was reading in the art book and the guy in the art book who made it, he had a very uh, similar experience that I had. Um, and he kind of goes on about how although this film was initially made to kind of encompass him, it turned into the film that everyone could relate to because it was about how someone... Like everyone, most people have someone in their life that has gone above and beyond for them. And yeah. obviously, spoilers if you haven't seen this. If, oh, if, you're, yeah, wa- full, if you're watching this, we're spoilers. <laughs> uh, gonna be, I, we're not gonna. Yeah, I strongly recommend you come off this video and watch the film first, <laughs> and come back to hear us cry about <laughs> it. Yeah, and he he was talking about how uh, obviously you have Ian and Barley. And Bartley, at the end, it, Ian figures out that it's Bartley who's been the one who's gone above and beyond and been his father and been there to yeah, support him through everything. Bartley's been Ian's father figure. Yeah. And it, it, the guy in the book, the director, was saying how every time they got someone in to work on the film, they always asked the question of, who was that person for you? And a lot of them said it was either a friend or a brother or a parent or a mm. teacher. Um, but then they found that some people wouldn't have that and they would figure out that most people who wouldn't have that would be because they were that person to someone else. Oh, okay. Which I was like, oof, okay. <laughs> Which, yeah, um, Bar- Barley never had that because he was it for Ian. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to so start you, crying again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, that that's Dan, was that Dan Scanlon? I've searched it up, and that's the director of the film. I'm yes, assuming that's yeah, the one was. who was talking about that. Yeah, yeah. And th- this film for him was a very personal experience for him. Um, he, he talks about it on like, the first page of the art book, that he, the film is very much based on his own experience, because when he was one years old, him and his brother, his brother was three years old, and apparently his... Uh, dad died when he was just one years old, so he doesn't remember anything about his dad. Um, but if both were three years old, and by the sounds of it, he did remember little things. Yeah. And Dan grew up kind of wanting to know who his dad 
was essentially like trying to figure out exactly who he is and like what he did, how he himself was like his dad in a sense. Yeah. Which is totally understandable. Like, yeah. And you can definitely see that influence within the film. Yeah, like the film itself absolutely. is literally that the plot of the film, but that is the plot of the film. Yeah, it's just so touching. Mm. Like ev- it, like you can tell how much care, passion and went love into it, yeah. and passion went into this movie. And there's so many moments throughout it where it'll be like the slightest change of a character's expression and you will feel every mo- every emotion they're going yeah, through. Exactly. And um, oh. There was something you brought up to me the other day, which, uh, the other day yesterday, literally <laughs> yesterday, after recording of this podcast, um, where you messaged, like, I knew, I, I, I saw it and it always stuck with me. But you mentioned it. I was like, okay, not just me who saw this. Yeah. It was when uh, Barley when they're, they're they're in that like cave and the yeah, water's coming in. And Barley does not like. He doesn't. The even door hesitate. opens ever so slightly, and he just throws yeah. Ian out of it's it. Like, and it's like Barley is such a good role model to Ian and protector that he doesn't even hesitate to let literally drag Ian to breathe first before pulling yeah. his own head up, and it's. Ah, <laughs> like <laughs> yes, it's so great. There's so much care in this film, and I um, adore it. Yeah, and Tom Holland's performance as Ian was really good. Not gonna lie, yeah. I, I it was on point. Chris Evans was also very good, but I saw something online. Listen, the the one thing, the one huge thing that I think should have been different in the film is Barley's voice actor. Oh, yeah, that's what I was about to get to. This isn't confirmed, but a lot of people speculate that originally Barley was meant to be played by Jack Black. It, yeah, like, that's... I've written in my notes, I've got good stuff, which is, like, a page long, and bad stuff, which has one point, which is Jack Black, question mark. Yeah. Because it's so... He is such a Jack Black archetype. He is, yeah. (laughs) He fully Um, is. Like, Jet Black had a game come out of quite a few years ago. I can't remember what it was totally called, but it was about, um... It was about this guitar... It's a guitarist who... Song singer who gets trapped in, like, hell, essentially. And it was made by Jet Black. Like, it was entirely, like, Jet Black funded it and everything. And it's literally, yeah. like, literally him... Him being transported to hell. Was and Barley... <laughs> yeah, and Barley is literally... It, the, the character design is so similar. It's like, are we sure this wasn't meant to be Jack Black? I, um, like, not to say, what is it, Chris Evans? Yeah, Chris not to Evans say he did didn't a do a job. good. Not to say yeah. he didn't do a good job. He was still phenomenal at playing Barley, but Jack Black should have been in that role. Yeah, and um, I suppose it's kind of. I suppose if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, it's like Chris Evans and Tom Holland. They they've got they've probably got some kind of relationship as it is. I imagine yeah, obviously with the Marvel, Marvel films. Yeah. Um, and I suppose like there was chemistry there already, so it was just easy enough for them to pull them over and just be like, sign a contract, here's some money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so you have that like, natural uh, chemistry between them. Uh, yeah. But... I'm curious to see how I would have been curious to see how it would have felt with Jack Black in that role, like keeping everyone the same, but having Jack Black. 
play Bali. I think it would have been incredible. Yeah. Because he does a very good job at Poe in Kung Fu Panda. He does. Oh my god, yes. And he does. if he was... <laughs> If he was Bali, I think it would have... Oh, I don't even know. That's the one mm. thing. Like, I don't even... I can't even see any issues with this film. Because <laughs> I think I like it so much, and it hits so many ex- so many of my exact film, favourite points that I cannot even see bad so things. This film did so good with what it had. Like, yeah. what it done so good for what it's done. But I was looking through the art book, and there were some decisions that they were going to make, which I think if they did could have really impacted the film as a whole. Like, originally, there was going to be three main characters. It wasn't just going to be Barley and Ian. It was going to be Barley, Ian, and then this... um, It's like... I can't... What do you call them? You know, the goats. Like, the goat... The centaur. No, not centaurs. Satyrs. Yeah, there were going to be a... There were going to be a woman who played... was owner of Guinevere, the truck, the fan. Okay. Um, like, she was going to be owner of Guinevere, and it was going to be her who were going to be like, you and your brother really need to sort your shit out, basically. <laughs> um, which, if they did that, oof, I think it would have ruined the film for me. Um, because the film itself is a story about brothers. Yeah. And having that third character in there to mess with that perfect Dynamic. trio... Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it could have ruined the film for me because they, they, it did so well with just those characters having that extra element. I think could have just took it way off. Beat. Yeah, it probably would have. And um, I, I, I think it was, it was perfect having just Barley and Ian, yeah, go on this adventure together because they didn't, they did, they didn't need anything else. Only their yeah. dad's legs. Can can we talk about how well they portrayed emotion with just a pair oh, of legs? Oh yeah, no. I was t- <laughs> It's insane. It's just I suppose if you think about it, you can like that the thing of putting the foot on the sun's yeah. feet and things and that's something that I have experienced. It it's it's definitely something that I feel like some people may have had experience with, like the dad or parent or whoever putting their foot on the yeah. person's foot and just kind of yeah, like... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like that, that. And my only question is, right, it's a pair of legs. Does that mean somewhere, somehow, the dad's upper half, it just... Uh, what? <laughs> In the afterlife, his, his yeah. upper half is just like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> just not even sat there, just flopped over. Yeah, and, he, and he's probably <laughs> he's trying to figure out what the hell to do, and and he's just like and, and like all he can think is I can feel my legs, and he's just <laughs> wandering around, crashing into things, and he doesn't. And I suppose like, <laughs> what if he just didn't know that the other pair of legs was his other son? The entire family just <sighs> thought it's <was> wife. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, because it's so every moment. Where it's like Ian thinking about his dad, it's yeah, so touching, and, and oh my god! You know when when I first watched the film, you know at the very end when you, it the bit it's the bit that really broke me was the very that bit, and I think that's the bit that gets the most people is where he's kind of ticking off yeah the things, 
Um, but when you're crossing them out, I'm kind of watching it and I'm going, but you did do that. Mm-hmm. And you did drive. And you did yeah. do this. Like, yeah, the dad we, we know that he wasn't did, there. But he was there. Like, he was mm-hmm. in the background. And, and I was kind of like, oh my god. And then the fellas started doing it. And then started having the moment where it was Barley and Ian. And Ian finally realising that Barley was the dad for him. And I'm just sat there flooding my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't, it was already so flooded good. enough, but like, <laughs> it just kept going. Um, and it was just really, yeah. And I think this film really balanced comedy really well. Definitely. Like it hit the nail on the head of heartwarming, heartbreaking and comedy. Mm-hmm. It's and it, even and it, down to just, you know, at the end where, what's his name? The centaur cop. Oh, uh, when he's like, when, I was born to run. I was born for this. And then he smacks his own ass and starts running. <laughs> and his hair's flowing. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yes. Um, it's, oh, it's so good. And the mum. Oh, yeah. The, the my favourite character. She the is so supportive and beautiful and incredible. Oh, the, let's face it, the mum and the um, manticore are totally, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. A thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going on a girls tonight, like, yeah. I, I love that it's a night out and she grabs a battle axe. Incredible. <laughs> Who are they going to kill? <laughs> <laughs> They're going on a quest. Uh, it's oh, just, I love it. I, I love that the story wasn't two young guys trying to be uh, trying to do something with their parents stopping them yeah it was the uh, mum being like i know you need to do this and i will support you originally you it need. was like i could be wrong because i don't have the art book right next to me but it, at the beginning it kind of has like a treatment of like how the characters evolved and originally yeah. it was ian was a huge fan of magic but he couldn't do magic yeah. Like he, it wasn't, it wasn't how it ended up in the film where he didn't really care for magic, but he could do magic. It was originally he was a fan of magic, but couldn't do magic. Yeah, and that the mum was overly protective, um, and Barley wasn't this huge nerd, uh, and he was more the shy person. Thank God they did a three sixty yeah. on all of this. Thank God. Um, and yeah, and you can really see. It. I imagine you're going to get the art book too, but oh, you yeah, you see mine at some point. Like you'll yeah. you, you'll flip through the pages and you'll see the evolution of the world and how it became just a very real, it's tangible thing. The the world building is phenomenal. The world building great, and once again going straight back to the art book. The art book just has so much info in it. Um, they originally cut the beginning part of the film, you know, the part of the film where, like, the world is full of magic. Yeah. Like, that was originally not going to be in it, but then when they did that, they realised, no, we need that for the yeah, world to feel definitely need that. real. So when everything, so when they're like, oh, magic does exist, and he's learning magic, it's not just kind of out of nowhere. Mm. And it's kind of like, why is, why is and not everyone using magic? That's definitely needed, doing? even to tie it back to the dad. Yeah. Because it's the dad that's saying that at the beginning. Yeah. Oh. But, but um, the world building, it's like, even down, like, simply down to skyscrapers having crenellations around the top. Yeah. 
brilliant. Like, incredible. I, I love that the film is basically just a D&D game. Yeah. It's just a and game of D&D. I love that. That is one of my favourite things about it. And, yeah, and it's really good. Yeah, they do it so well. And it's the type of shit I want to do in my stories. But... And... Oh, sorry, go on. They, no, do, they, go do, on. they do something so simple, yet a lot of films seem to... A lot of storytellers and films seem to forget this. Is that they set up the cube. I can't re- exactly yeah. remember what it's called, but it's like uh, the, the diabolical cube, the like cube that dissolves things. Like they set yeah. that up, so when the cube appeared, it was kind of like gelatinous cube. Yeah, gelatinous cube. There we go. When it appeared, it was like, oh, <laughs> it does exist. When he first mentions the gelatinous cube, uh, the lighting changes to be green from the uh, the traffic light uh, switching, yeah. and then the gelatinous cube is a bright green. Cube, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So, you know, I also connections. The magic in this world, I do quite enjoy how it's different in a sense. It's not, yeah. like, hugely it's limited. innovative. It's but... it's not... Oh, what do you call it? It's not a soft magic system where literally anything could happen. It's very firm in its yeah. rules. And it's definitely... It was definitely designed to be an extension of Ian's character development. Yeah. Um, because they keep setting up that spell, the big electricity bolt spell, the thunderbolt spell or whatever. I can't remember its name. Arcane um, Lightning. You're going to search it? Um, but they, they set I up remember. that spell. <laughs> yeah, um, they set it up really well to his like they, yeah, uh, character arc. And when he casts that spell, it's like he's fully accepted. Realised. Yeah. And, and oh. you know that point when Ian is looking through the crack of the yeah. thing, looking over to Dad? That, according to the art book, has been in the film since day one. That has not changed since the first viewing of the film. Like, they kept that shot exactly the same. Which, so God. Because, yeah. like, that happens and I'm gone. Like, yeah, like, I was gone as it was, but... As, as much <laughs> as we'd like to know exactly what was said between Bali and their yeah. dad, I, we definitely didn't need to. Yeah, it was very much... Some uh, things I, I... are allowed to be kept private between characters. It's and... very intimate. Like, yeah. I love how they kept us with Ian, and we watched mm-hmm. from afar how intimate that conversation was because, with Bali. Yeah, because that's what everyone like, else in the town was doing. We can we can almost put ourselves onto Bali. Like yeah. if you're that person who who kind of relates to Bali or is the Bali in the film, you can almost impose yourself onto that character. But if you are the Ian in that film, you can almost like you can relate because it's if, especially for me, it does feel very real. Yeah. Um. Which yeah, I, I think they did an excellent job in that. So. It's such, like, a magical world, yet it's still so grounded in reality with its themes. And I eat that shit right up. Yeah. It's thematically, this film carries... 
it's not the most, it's not the most, uh, base, it, it's literally just a road trip film, and it's not the most uh, original road trip film, um, but its thematic theme is so strong mm-hmm. that you can totally overlook any of that. Like, it's just so good with what it's got going on. It does everything in such a way where it feels believable, which Pixar films, especially in the last few years, have had some trouble in that. Um, Like, we've had, what we had? We had Cast 2, we had The Good Dinosaur. um, Yeah. But in the last few years, they've done good. Like, as much as I'm not like, all that bothered for Toy Story 4. Great film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then onward, following that, like, we've been treated to some we really great animated films in the last year, few years. We had uh, we had Hard Train Dragon 3, Amazing Cry Every Time, uh, Spider-Verse, amazing film. We've had Toy Story 4, great film. Yeah. Um, Even Frozen 2, too. the biggest yeah. animated film ever, and then onward, which, if it wasn't for the COVID-19 situation should have been one yeah, of the biggest films it, because I it's think, incredible yeah, and I think it's it probably made bomb selling, like, DVDs and rentals online yeah. but, but I'm it, curious um, to see how well it's going to do in the cinema now that it's reopening, I'm, I'm pretty certain well it topped the box office <laughs> yeah. because and, it it's such a shame because no, I haven't really seen anyone talking about it in recent like weeks, despite yeah, and the brilliance of it. And it, it's that's just, just a shame. Yeah, and I and I'm pretty certain it's literally just. It's very strange how they're doing it because obviously they want to make money for the cinemas because they're wanting to kind of kickstart the cinemas again. So that's why they're they're, they're kind of re-releasing Avengers Endgame and Onward and. They're getting all these films into cinema so people go back to the cinema to watch them. Yeah. Uh, to kind of get the cinema rolling again. Which I which, will, if I'm Yeah, like, I'm in full support of that. Like, I love the cinema. Um, yeah. It's definitely something, especially when I was living in Manchester, like, mm-hmm. it was definitely something I would go to at least once a week, if not more. Um, I would do it with multiple people. And, yeah, the cinema's very... Like it's just a great place to hang out and just mm-hmm. to turn off and just watch some really good films. Like sometimes you just go and the film will be awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm but very selective time... with what I watch, to be honest. Yeah. But I, you you I, go a lot more often. Yeah, I go I go f- fairly often. I've seen. You see, I n- I've never gone to the cinema and walked out and gone. I've hated that film. <laughs> I've walked out of the cinema and gone, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Won't watch it again, but like, it it, it was good. <laughs> like it was all right. Um, and I think I would have loved to see Onward in the cinema. Me um, too. I would have loved it, but at the reopening. same time, I'm glad I didn't see it in the cinema yeah, because it, I'm the mess I, I was. I'm glad I didn't see it for my first viewing in the cinema. But I think if I were to see it in the cinema now, I would be able to prepare myself emotionally yeah. for those moments. And then after the film ends, take ten minutes in the bathroom, behind uh, in one of the toilet points, and just kind of have a sob, just have a moment. Because um. <laughs> I cried like 80% of the film. Oh yeah, from like, m- the constant. moment he put the dad's jumper on, I was gone. 
From the moment like, the mom recognizing him in the dance yeah. shirt is like, oh, the mom understands. Uh, and I I don't know if how much you related to the the opening sequence, not the magical world sequence, but the sequence when he kind of getting breakfast. Um, and uh, like that moment, I've definitely experienced something very similar. Well, you're trying to eat and people keep messing it up. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, my brother is a huge nerd. Like he'll he would used to have his games all over the table. He would have his toys everywhere. Like he, he even now he's a huge photographer. He does toy photography and he does all this stuff. And like he has so many figures. And I'm like, calm down. <laughs> um, and like even as kids, it would be the same. And then obviously. My mum was very much a probably doing university at the time, and all her stuff would be all over the table. And then I'll be wanting to get breakfast, but the cereal box would be empty because Jake's eating it all. And then I'll then go and get some toast, and then like there's no jam to put on the toast, so I have to butter it instead. And it just and then my stepdad walks in and he's like, Oh, I has his coffee, and then lounges on like the thing. His stepdad like, walks in happening? with his horse body and just yeah. <laughs> smacks into everything. Honestly, um, yeah, I could just really, I, it, I've definitely experienced something very similar to that moment, and yeah. I think it was a great jumping off point to set up Ian as a character. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I've really experienced anything like that because I think my family dynamic is completely different to the one from the film, but yours is very yeah. similar. Oh yeah, my yeah. Fa- my family. I, I was I was watching that film. Was like, have they like? <laughs> Disney, you're, are you you watching were watching me? it thinking <laughs> they'd copied your family, and I was watching it thinking they'd copied my original characters. No, yeah, literally, I'm like, <laughs> so have they technically copyrighted Jack's Gales? <laughs> no, <laughs> Do the, we the, need to sue? It's just like, <laughs> so many people have been like, Jack, when I was watching Onward, I thought of you, and... <laughs> I can completely see why, because... When the first trailer oh my, came out, I came yeah. to you and I was like, so when were you going to tell me that they were making your film? <laughs> you were like, what? I was like, yeah. what? Suing? It's over. Um, Honestly. Um, but it's but such like, a great film. It really is. And the, the attention to detail in so many of the things. Yeah, in so many of it's the like, scenes. Uh, you know when they get the gift from the dad and they haven't found the gem yet? Yeah. Their pet dragon is sniffing the gem through the uh, the yeah. sheet, which, you know, is sort of calling towards mm. or foreshadowing the dragon prote- protecting the gem at the end. Yeah. Like, can dragons sense that type of thing? I don't know. Also, the dragon's name is Lazy. And that is what it I... Is. That I'm not going to lie to you, the dragon made me kind of... <laughs> don't take offense to this, but like, the dragon kind of made me think of you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of you in that dragon. What? The pet? <laughs> I just I just saw like the way it like ran to the door. I was like, that's Jack running to get his takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks. But no, the, the dragon's like, called Lazy, and that is it, the exact name I gave my Appleton in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh my god, And it I is. was like, <gasps> oh my god! 
They, yeah, they're, they're definitely spying. Um, they have stolen everything from me, and I'm fine yeah. with it. <laughs> you're like, Disney have copyrighted your life, and you're like, yeah, sure. Um, well, they've copyrighted your life and just taken all of my ideas, but it's fine. Just it in. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, I could. Um, one scene that is probably like. It shouldn't make you cry, but it did make me cry really, lo- like loads. Um, and it was the sh- and it was the scene when Guinevere is yeah. trotting towards the mountain. <laughs> Her tire pops, and she's just going trotting. That um, Guinevere is incredible. Like honestly, queen. <laughs> having any time they start the engine, it makes a horse noise. <laughs> yeah, and then it trots, and then I. <laughs> brilliant genuinely brilliant mm. it was like so sort of medieval ideas and fantasy ideas were incorporated so well into modern day society yeah and i absolutely loved it and even just down to unicorns becoming the raccoons and uh, the opossums yeah of this world phenomenal yes I yeah, cannot wait just... for onward too. Um, you see, it's unclear if they're making a sequel. I, um, I, I don't know if they will, but if they do, I'm here for it. Pixar were kind of like when not looking into sequels mm. after like this point, if you get me. Yeah. Um, because they did Toy Story four, and then they came out like we're not looking to making more sequels, and it's kind of unclear whether or not um thingy was designed. In hopes of a sequel, which I suppose, I, I don't think so. You I, you see, if they did make a sequel, I don't really know where they could go with yeah, it besides exactly. it being another Barley Ian adventure. Um, or better yet, <laughs> the Mum and the Manticore going an adventure, yes. one of their nights out, onward night out. Can here we have for it. There we go. A TV series where it's just Laurel and the Manticore. Can we have a short film where it's just <laughs> Laurel and the Manticore just living? Um. Honestly, uh, I'm going to ask, if there was anything you could change, even the smallest detail, what would it be? I, I think I told you this, but I think it would have been really funny if the Manticore's curse crusher, she says she sold it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if, if, if they would have gone to the pawn shop and then found out that some elf has bought the uh, curse crusher and that elf was barley because he is such a <laughs> old yeah he just pulls out his bag and he's like look at this yeah and like up to that point he had already shown a sword granted it was a tiny little sword but my mind went to is that the curse crusher <laughs> is that tiny little sword the curse crusher honestly i yeah <laughs> that that is the um... one tweak well that and jack black but but then, yeah. at the same time, I'm not entirely sure where the story would have fit How the story would have, yeah. yeah. And I think it would have kind of just been in... I think if it turned out Barley did have to sort if it played out like that, it would have just been a... It would have felt like a waste for the mum and the mentor to be doing what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I completely understand why it wasn't. Hmm. Uh, I don't think there's anything I would necessarily change. Um, 
Like, there's nothing that's really popping into my head that can make me go, yeah, I'll change that. Uh, the one scene that I think did get to me in an emotional way, not that I thought yeah. was bad, was the moment when um, Barley and Ian are disguised as uh, yeah. their stepdad. And they go, oh, that one's such a screw-up. And he's like, who, Ian? And he's like, no, the other one. He's like, no, he's not. And then his leg goes yeah. back to normal. And then you see the reaction of Barley, and you're like, oh, my God. Barley <laughs> was such a... Wa- All the characters were well, well written. Yeah, and I really loved the scene that played after that, where the yeah. dad started dancing. It's... <sighs> And I don't think we can explain it very well. <laughs> yeah, but and it was just, just so watch great. it because yeah, you need so you need to watch fantastic. the film. You're doing yourself a disservice by not watching the film. And I believe it is free on Disney Plus in the US, not in the UK yet, but in the US, yes. Um, oh, jealous. Hopefully, in the UK, it drops in a month or so. Uh, yeah, give hopefully. Or take, which, when it does, I'll cry. <laughs> I will be. I'm already like planning on watching it again tonight. Just every night. Um, Literally, I'm, I'm probably going to watch it every night. But Honestly, treat yourself. And yeah, it's just so great. It really is. And I don't think that's enough gushing about the film I can do. No, there really isn't. It's... I don't, I don't know what to say else. Because it, it... Just watch it and you'll understand. Yeah. Because it's like... There's so many other little details in it, like all the badges and the things that are on Barley's jacket. Like, one yeah. of them says Smote, like Smite. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. not sure if that was a Smite reference, because it sort of looked like the Metallica font. Honestly, it probably was. It was probably both, to be honest. Yeah, yeah um... it, it didn't really look like the Smite font, but it's like it was probably... <laughs> I don't even know. It, was, was... it says something else on it too, but I can't remember what. The the one thing that I found really funny about the film is that basically Ian caused the manticore to have a breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> she had a mental like, snap because of Ian. Like that entire f- part of the film, like after that point, the manticore is literally just having a full-on mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's a great um, character too. Oh, she is. Like, you know what? You can if, please, it's like... Ev- yeah, you... Where her character is gone with the development of like society as it is, you can completely see how she's sort of lost everything that she once was. Yeah. Like, she, she, she totally changed herself to fit with what was socially yeah. acceptable at that and time. And how it's like, I can't send you on a quest because I'll get sued. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's another great message of the film is that don't make yourself someone you're not just because society or social norms kind of dictate mm-hmm. that's the case. Um, I, I know that I've especially not been one of those people who kind of goes with the social norms. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't intentionally do it. I just, I, I've just grown not to worry what other people might think yeah, of me. Yeah, me too. Um, you know the scene uh, where Ian has to cross over the canyon? Oh, the uh, cabin. 
Yeah, 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 the bottomless pit. The anxiety that gave me, even oh, even yeah. though like you know he's not gonna fall, there's no way in hell he's gonna like die there. Yeah, especially in the mid middle of in the, the film. middle yeah. of the film. But I could. And it's probably just down to Bali's facial expressions and the clear, like, fear that he yeah. was still feel- feeling in that. But I'm getting, like, sh- <laughs> like shivers now thinking about it. Because it, it... Oh, just the atmosphere around it makes you terrified Honestly, for the characters. I, I, I really like that scene because it is very much a... Um... I just love how he is like once his rope falls off, he's like, "Look at me!" and then just starts yeah. doing the hopping, and I'm like, the hopping oh, one God. foot to the other. It's like, just stop, just, just make it to the other just side. And then he looks behind and he sees, and he's like, "Oh, it's <laughs> and then falls." Brilliant, um, and it's like it's a very edge of the seat moment, and it's not even like a horror movie, but it yeah. scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Honestly, I feel that. Uh, yeah, that seems great, and I love how it kind of com- it it kind of thematically fits in with the idea that uh, Ian and Barley are kind of there to support one another, yeah. and that rope when that rope kind of detaches, it's not Barley kind, it's not Barley not supporting Ian, but it kind of given the idea that Ian and Barley are both on slightly different paths. If you get yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Like they're both one in the same yet different, um, and Ian needs to learn to not have to rely on Barley to mm-hmm. get him out of rough spots. Yeah, which I think that sets up very well. I like uh, the the drama in the relationships. It, you, you buy it all, and it yeah. all completely makes sense within the context. <laughs> and one one f- yeah and. <laughs> Sorry, it just <laughs> I love how um clueless Bali is in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like how socially inept the pixies. And, yeah, the pixies when he's like, I'm not calling you lazy, I'm calling your ancestors lazy. <laughs> and he's like and they're like, yo what? and then oh and I love the moment when they're in the car and then the dad like kind of pops out the window and all like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the comedy with the dad, yeah, oh, having that I, fake upper upper half, it's so funny. I just, I just when love it's the... like, did you just push me, specs? And then he like he turns around and <laughs> the whole thing like shifts and it's like he's like giving them a look. It's brilliant. Ah, oh, they they did so much with so little, and yeah. it's amazing. Um, like, how did they? I, it's just like they in Bali and Ian still interact with his fake top half as if it were his actual top half. Yeah. It's like you know when they're on the on the Cheeto flowing down the river. Oh yeah. Bali's just holding onto the clothes, not the actual legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um yeah. I really like the like oh, I wish that was a real spell because imagine making a massive chicken ball. Oh, covered yeah. in sweet and sour. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I could see it. And one thing I, I, I it's something that was pointed out in the art book, but I think I kind of caught on to it while watching the film 
was that Ian's hair starts off kind of crazy but tamed. Yeah. And the more he learns to come to terms with himself, the more the hair kind of gets wild. Um, and in the art book, they kind of mentioned that, and it kind of like they initially thought they would try and design so Ian would have like gelled down hair and like he's trying to tame his untamable locks like trying in a to sense. fit in. But then by the end of it, like you see in the film, his hair is just all everywhere. Over the place. Yeah. When he like casting the spells, and that's another thing: the dragon design. Oh, the dragon! Is it? I loved it. <laughs> Brilliant! Like I just comedy, love how he turned around. It was just smiley dragon. Of like, the comedy in it is fantastic, but at the same time, you are terrified for the character. Yeah. In that whole that whole fight sequence, I love. You know, Ugh. you know, as they're they're actually like doing the spell again, and it sort of starts panning away from them, and then it yeah. In the same shot, it moves on to the manticore and the mum flying. Mm-hmm. That one shot is, yeah, that that's everything. I, so cinem- cinematic, so when... beautiful. I just love it when the manticore's down. The mum doesn't <laughs> stop. She gets up and yeah. like, oh, meet your dad's kids, and like the runs way, up the dragon. The and way she's that like, she I'm a warrior. Doing her morning workout. Yeah, of the dragon <laughs> side to side. I am a mighty I'm a warrior. Mighty warrior, like oh, it's it was just iconic. She is my favorite character in the whole film because she is <sighs> just there to support her kids. And she it's doesn't. So she doesn't brilliant. care if they were like to kill someone. She would be like, "I'm here to support." <laughs> and oh, <laughs> we it's got like this. when she's talking to a new husband, and the husband's like, "He drove away from me," and she's like, "Good for him." Good for him. <laughs> It's like like, like that one meme son. of uh, Lucille from Arrested Development. Good for her, <laughs> honestly. And yeah, it's it's great. I do. It's the film does so much that is good that it, even with its very minor faults, are very easy to look past. Like, yeah. Um, I think going on to ratings because we're getting up to you past an hour almost. Yeah. Um. What would you rate the film? I think I know what you're going to rate it. You go first. I'm going to give it a 9. I would give it a 10. Don't get me wrong, I would give it a 10. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm being blinded ever so slightly by how much it emotionally affected me. Yeah. Um. So, because of that, to try and not sound totally biased, I'm giving it a 9. Which is still great. If yeah. if if I was completely honest, I would give it a ten, but I'm giving it a nine. Well, the thing is, I don't care about my biases. It's a ten out of ten. My favorite film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a hundred percent my favorite film now. Um, I, I've been so unsure of what my favorite movie is up until this point, and now I know one hundred percent that is it. This this film for me, uh, I mentioned this to you earlier. Um, it's definitely up there with my favorite films. Mm-hmm. It's definitely probably my favorite animated film, which it's hard to argue because they can they change places so easily depending on how I'm feeling. Um, but it's up there with my top my top three as of this moment, which are it's a very weird list. I feel like a lot a lot yeah, of people would really your list understand is quite my list. Strange. It's it's onward, Hard Train Your Dragon Two, and Panda Two. Um. Kung Fu Panda 2. Yeah, Kung Fu Panda 2. <laughs> um, and, like, 
yeah, it just those three films really. Some of them resonate with me more than others, but some of them have really great storytelling yeah. and their animation and thematic themes within are just so amazing. I don't. Um, I don't think that list is as weird as your top three Pixar films is. You see, you you said my top three Pixar films were weird. Um, but I thought I, they were. I, see, what, I, I, it, I just remember Wally is on it and. Not saying Wally's bad. I just it's Wally's not, great. I, Wally is great, but it's not it's not a standout to me. I I I love Wally, and I think that's because I it was my favorite. It was one of my favorite films as a kid. Um, I was that kid who used to have that Wally mo- that that kind of followed it away and like drove around the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it was Ratatouille, and then it was on Ratatouille is great. I'll give you that. And I think I think. Ratatouille, if you know me, it's kind of obvious why it's on that list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think it was the fun that definitely sparked my love for cooking food, mm. be it, like cooking in general. Like, I always had an interest in cooking, but I remember when Ratatouille came out and watching it as a kid, it was definitely what influenced me at first because a lot, a lot of people know this, but um, I had originally wanted to be a chef. <laughs> Really? Before animation, yeah, I got a I got an A star in food tech at school, oh, and it was and it was so. Did you always have all your ingredients on time? Oh yeah, I was like, <laughs> oof! I I did a I did a I basically did Master Chef, but was it Master Chef? Uh, it was it was Master Chef, but not filmed. It was called um, Future Chef, where it was. Um, it was a, it's a huge cooking competition. Like don't it's like it's massive thing in the UK. I don't know if they do it anywhere else. Um, and I got to the not semi final, but is what do you call it? is it quarter final? Yeah, yeah. And I got to that point, and nice. I I kind of feel cheated because the. <laughs> Uh, all the people there, because it was kind, because all the people there had all their ingredients kind of already made and ready. Mm-hmm. Like they they had all their sauces made, they had all their condiments made, and I'm sat there going, "I've got to make everything from scratch because yeah. that's what I thought we had to do." Wow. Um, so I'm sat there deboning a fish, taking the skin off, <laughs> um, <laughs> filling it I'm with ten like, years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably I was fourteen, fourteen, fifteen. Um, shoving in shallots, uh, wrapping it in foil, baking it, uh, making a poached pear with butterscotch sauce from scratch. Jesus Christ! And, and like you're the, doing that. Uh, meanwhile, I can just about make a pasta bake. <laughs> and, and, and these, and I remember, and they, the people came up to me. It's like your food was honestly amazing, and. When you're 16, if you're looking for a job, give us a call. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, and so then I was you never sat- did. <laughs> yeah, I never did. Um, and I was kind of like, and I think it, it wasn't that that kind of made me go, oh, I don't want to be a chef. I just think at that point, because it was also the time we started doing media and GCSEs. Yeah. Uh, because I could choose what I wanted to do at that mm-hmm. point. And we never had a media class, but it was, but when GCSEs were an option, there was a media class within that, so yeah. that's when I started doing it, and I think that's when my true like that's when I kind of realized how much I was into film. Mm. 
mm-hmm. um, in general, not just animation, but film in general. Like I've got me, a huge it was, I've, I've told you, but it was Gravity Falls. That was my first mm. love, and then I found Legend of Korra, which we all know I how think, much I, I love think Legend of Korra. The thing that definitely inspired me into animation were most like were probably um, was like Avatar: The Last mm-hmm. Airbender and. Uh, Avatar that they've been doing like Hattering Dragon and Kung Fu Panda all those kind of things really pushed my love into animation but if I was to be completely honest I think the first animated films that really stick to me even to this day and it's going to be so left wing and I don't think you're going to expect me to say this but it was Piglet the movie okay <laughs> I've probably seen it but I cannot remember it for the life it's... of me it's uh I I've I watched it a year or so ago with uh, my niece and even to this day it's it's definitely not as good as I remember it being. Yeah, of course it's not. But like there's so much there that I I I love that yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That and Scooby Doo all day long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Scooby Doo live actions. They they are my shit. They still are my shit. I love uh, you see, live I'm not gonna lie. I've never been. I've never really got the hype over the live action. They're great. Don't get me wrong. They're great. Wow. Okay. But the animated <laughs> films, in my opinion, are ten times better. Oh yeah. What's Vampire was Rock? Um, the one where the Gothic sisters come in. I can't remember what it's called. The Hex Girls. Yeah, the Hex Girls. They're also in Vampire Rock, but they're in one before that. That's great. Um. <laughs> We are uh, so off Scooby-Doo, topic. <laughs> Scooby-Doo Into the Spider-Verse is an Spider-Verse. Scooby-Doo Into <laughs> the Spider-Verse, where's that released? <laughs> Into the Cyber-Verse is also great. Oh, honestly. Um, but yeah, getting back onto topic. Uh, Onward. I, should I talk about my top three? <laughs> I mean, you can. Go for it. Um, my top three films are Onward, number one. Number two is Up. And the, yeah. wait. I'm not sure about two and three. They might be reversible, but okay. Spider Verse as well. You see, I like your picks, but also one of the, the only one that I kind of look at and I go, "Really, is that your top three? No, it's not up. It's Spider Verse." You only do that because I don't like superhero films. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not that. It's just. Because I understand why it's such an acclaimed film, and it is an amazing film, and it's totally, like, worth that 9 out of 10, that yeah. 10 out of 10 it gets. But I also feel like a lot of the love it gets is simply down to its breathtaking animation. Yeah, and that's fine. But, yeah, it's fine. I, I think I think the story is fully... Yeah, the story's great. Like, um, it's pretty much perfect, story-wise, to me. Yeah, the story is great. It's, it's definitely the perfect Spider-Man story, or yeah. Miles Morales story. Um, he's Spider-Man. He's the only yeah. Spider-Man I care about. Just kidding, I do care about Tom Holland, too. Yeah, don't fight me. <laughs> um, but I, just, I, For me to say that that's one of my top three favourites is saying a lot, because I don't like superhero films, usually. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I like superhero films. They're not something yeah, that you, I get super... Yes, you do. No, I I'm gonna say now, Endgame is overrated. Okay. Infinity War's ten times better. Um, but the only like, I haven't even seen. I watch them. I, I watch superhero films, but they're not something that I super much care about. Like yeah, I, it's not I like really, Star Wars to you. I enjoyed a, a 
Avenger films. I enjoy the Iron Man films. I enjoy the Spider-Man films. I enjoy... I even enjoy, as much as they are questionably really bad, the amazing Spider-Man films. Yeah. Um, with Andrew Garfield. Although Andrew Garfield does a really good Spider-Man. He's not a great Peter Parker, but yeah, he's a great Spider-Man. Yeah, he's just hot. That's like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like... I, 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 superhero films are... They're popcorn films. Yeah. Don't attack me. <laughs> Why would I attack them... you? I fully agree. No, no, I read the, the comment section. A lot of them, in a sense, are popcorn films. Like, they are just... Some of the films are great. Like, for Ragnarok, It's like when your great. mom says, Let, let's watch, like, a chick flick and have some snacks and sit down and just yeah. eat them. And it's one of those. It's sort of throwaway to me. Like, like but then if I would I never could sit down and watch pick... a superhero film. Yeah, like, if I could only pick between, say... Um, a, a superhero film or a film like How to Train Your Dragon or uh, Onward it's obvious which one yeah. I'm going for yeah definitely like um, but yeah like Onward's great I I, I give it a 9 out of 10 you give On, it a 10 out of 10 I give it a 10 out of 10 it's definitely to be my fair we, let's just I'm changing it Ten out of ten across the board. Yeah, ten out of ten across the board because <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be I, totally biased with mine, like you're being biased yeah, with yours. We're allowed to be biased. We're we're allowed to we're it's like an opinion. Biased. Like I can completely see this film inspiring majority of the things I do going forward. Yeah. Like already it's making me think about my own stories. Um, and how like the world is presented because I it's sort of going for the same world that I'm sort of yeah. going for in that it's a fantasy story but grounded in reality. Yeah, and um, and it's exciting as well because it yeah. is. I think especially for a project that we are working on, it's it. I think onward is definitely going to be a point of interest yeah. for us to kind of be looking at mm-hmm. for said future projects. Um and it definitely gonna have a lot of influence within those. Yeah. Which is totally fine. I I think a lot of animated films that especially that I enjoy and things are gonna have lots of influence in future projects. Yeah. And but I think I, I usually stick to like a few main influences in stuff that I do. Yeah. Which is like World mm-hmm. of Warcraft completely influences every single thing I do. Oh, yeah. World of Warcraft is just... (laughs) Yeah. And Steven Universe. And then little sprinklings of Avatar. Uh, Yeah. They're they're the three, but now I can add Onward, because it's just my shit. It is exactly my shit. And everyone else realises that, because if you look at my Instagram... It's my shit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, if you go on on to Chad's Instagram, it's just elves. Mm -hmm. Um... Honestly, yeah, the film's great. 10 out of 10 across the board. Uh, hopefully it'll be on Disney Plus in the UK soon. Hopefully, um, yeah. But if not, you can rent it for like £4.50 on Amazon mm. Prime, YouTube, Google, Yeah, iOS, uh, we strongly recommend even. you check the film iPlayer, out. Like, iTunes. Yeah, Absolutely like, check it out. It. If you've made um, it this far and still haven't watched it, go and do it. Yeah. Treat yourself it, to it. If you've watched this without watching the film, what are you we're doing? We're sorry. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, we're sorry we've ruined it all for you. Um, I say that, but I think no matter how much someone can talk about it, you don't truly get yeah, it until you've seen like, it. Like, you, even though we've just said, oh, it's so good, 
and these this is the reason why it's so good you will make your own reason why it's so good I think I think if on this film where you're either gonna really love it because it emotionally resonates you in such a level that you weren't expecting, mm-hmm. or it's gonna be one of those films where you're like, yeah, it's good, it's all yeah. right, it's 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 it's, it's an yeah. all right animated film because I can also see people who just can't relate to it in such mm-hmm. an emotional level, which is totally fine. Like, yeah, it's, but for those who it does really hit home with, I think it's gonna be a real big deal. Like most Pixar films, most Pixar films do resonate with people in yeah. very specific ways. Um, I feel natural for Pixar's I think a lot of it is down to nostalgia and maybe the reason some people might not enjoy it that much is because it's not a Toy Story or it's not... Yeah. Um, and that and definitely, nostalgia definitely plays a big part in that and yeah. I think that's why... Like, I love the Toy Stories. Toy Story 2 is amazing. Uh, all the Toy Stories are great. Yeah. Uh, but I I definitely, doing, I'm definitely on that boat that kind of looks at Toy Story 4, and I'm like, it's alright. I, I adore Toy Story 4, and there's very specific reasons why I adore Toy Story 4. Bo Peep? Bo Peep, specifically. Because I, I think we're going to do a podcast about uh, Toy Story 4 with Chris, aren't we? Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, yeah we're gonna do a we're, podcast we're, in general about Toy Story. Yeah, um, but Toy which would be interesting. Specifically, Bo Peep, because there's mm. two characters that I think stand out to me from my childhood, and it's Bo Peep and Snow White. And to get to know a lot more about Bo Peep was my favorite thing. Mm. Um, it's it's definitely gonna be a very interesting thing. Yeah, but yes, we'll, we'll, we need to wrap up. Yeah. So. Thank guys for watching the video, uh, the podcast, listening to the podcast. If you're on Spotify, and li- mostly listening to this on YouTube, uh, if you've watched you last week's, uh, sorry, yeah, go on. Let us know what you thought about um, onward, and yeah, our let thoughts us know. in the comments. Uh, if you're tweeters. on Spotify, like comment or tweet on Twitter us. The if you're links are us. in the description. Yep, links in description. If you've enjoyed this podcast uh check out our last week's podcast which was about frozen 2 yeah and our newest even talk video on youtube uh our drawing challenge if you haven't seen that too uh thanks for watching guys uh check you see you next time see you next time thank you bye bye